Changing minds one thought at a time. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Empowering Women series from Changing Minds Online. How are you doing today, Jessica? I'm doing great, Akina. Thanks. I'm so excited for tonight's show. It's a topic that everyone can really benefit from learning about. Yes, I agree. I agree. So if you have ever had an issue about your online branding, this is the show for you. I have a wonderful expert on this call today. I know her personally, and I have seen her in action, and oh my goodness, y'all better get ready because she is getting ready to drop some serious nuggets. She owns her own company. She uh, has many, many different clients that are soaring to higher heights, and right now she's even a doctoral student while making all of this happen. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Sade Wyadu. How are you doing today, Sade? Hi, Dr. Finch and Jessica. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I truly appreciate it. And I'm doing awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. I am so glad that you graciously uh, accepted our invitation. Yes, yeah, so, you know, without further ado, we got to get this call started, right? So yes. tell us how you got into online branding. So initially, my my education and academic career sent me to teach and be an educator around the world, and I just thought I was just supposed to be a teacher, and I didn't realize that I could be doing this online. But when I was overseas, I felt like um, there was something missing. Most of the, the, the channels that I was watching on television were in Russian, and I really didn't have a lot of interaction in English. So several of us decided to start looking online and looking at courses and programs that we could do so we could still stimulate our brains while we were still um, traveling and teaching overseas. So there had already been a seed planted in me that I could do something on the Internet, but I didn't know that I was going to actually go that route. And um, I stayed overseas for three years, and then I decided to come back to the U.S. to start my doctoral program. And I knew there was more. There was this calling. There was this urge that was saying, you have to do more. you got to do you – there's something else to do. So while I was still overseas, I decided to start my company, Savvy Solutions Consulting, and I started out doing coaching. I started out doing life coaching, and I was building that brand, and I was building it, and people kept asking me, well, how are you building your brand? How are you doing this? And the people who were coming to me initially for life coaching all wanted to start businesses. So through clients that I was attracting, my business model shifted because they kept telling me, how are you doing this, and we want to be able to do what you're doing. So through people kept coming to me, telling me they wanted to be entrepreneurs and they wanted to figure out how to make it happen online, I decided to hire a coach who was a brand strategist who's worked with some of the um, top Fortune 500 companies, helping them build their brand, and I learned more about the industry. And then I just decided, you know, let me try. Let me try it out. And I realized that I absolutely loved branding, and it was something that I had been doing forever. I just didn't know that's what it was called. So I just kind of hopped into it um, because of just out of a need of the people who are in my target audience. Wow, Sade. You know, that is awesome that you became an inspiration to others and ended up finding your own niche. So tell us, 
what do you think are key things that you need in your online brand? If you want to take your brand online, number one, you need a home. I think that's like the main thing people, yeah, I love hanging out there. But a lot of times we hear people saying, oh, make money with this social media platform, but you need a home. And the home really starts with having a website. If you want to take your business online, you need to have an online home. If you had a brick and mortar business, you would have a physical location. So the first thing I would say, at least start thinking about a website. First, before you get an online brand, you want to make sure your brand is clear and then you know what you want to do. Assuming that you know that already, get the website up. Start with that. That was one of the first things that I actually started with, and that's how I realized that I liked branding because I was like, I like the colors, and let me put this here. This has to look okay. That's just one aspect of it, the visual brand. But you do want to have a home. People want to purchase your programs, products, and services. They have somewhere to purchase them from. So one of the things, foundational principles, I would say have a house, and your house is your website. And then go from there, and you can always expand, but you always want to have a place where people can connect with you um, online, in addition to then branching off to social media and using other platforms to uh, build up visibility and a buzz for your for your business. So, Shade, I have a question about that. One of the things, yes. um, one of the questions I'm often asked is if I don't have a personal um, web, if I don't have a personal business, if I'm not the owner of business, could I still benefit, or should I still have? some sort of website. I know that blogs used to be a very, very popular way to create a brand. And I'm often asked that question. I don't always know how to answer that. And if someone is, is completely just doesn't own an online business, is social media enough today or for that person specifically? Should they also be creating a website for their own personal brand? Everyone, whether we like it or not, is some form of a brand. You are a personal brand. There's something about you that people will know and it will resonate with, and they'll say, this is the go-to person for that, or this person does X, Y, Z. I always tell people, if you can own your name, at least buy the URL. They sell, they sell URLs on GoDaddy or even one-in-one for less than $1. So if, even if you don't think you're going to go online, you never know what you're going to be doing in your life. Always at least own your name own the URL to your name or the name of a company you're thinking about, hold on tight to it because you never know. There may be a rainy day where you decide to become an entrepreneur. Or even if you don't decide to become an entrepreneur, even if you are in corporate, you can still have a website to display the things that you're doing. If you ever, um, even as um, prior to doing brand strategy for women entrepreneurs, I was working with college and career students. Colleges, jobs, they're still looking for your own foot, fingerprint and footprint. So if you take the initiative to orchestrate or cater or disseminate what you want to put out there, you decide what it's going to look like and how it's going to be. You can have control of what is out there about you online. So I would highly encourage people at least, if they don't have their own website, at least um, an about.me page where people can find you because this is becoming um, common let me just Google this person and see what I see. Having Not having a digital footprint could be just as detrimental to someone's career as having a terrible 
digital footprint. So you want to make sure that you know what people are saying about you and what is out there about you. And one way you can do that is have your own website and let people make a decision about who you are, whether you are an entrepreneur or whether you're you have your um someone who still has a, uh, a nine to five, you still are a personal brand. And there may come a day where you want to switch jobs. You may want to go into entrepreneurship. And if you start orchestrating or curating what your online footprint looks like, it's really um, you can have more say in what people are saying about you. That makes perfect sense. You know, I tell people all the time when I'm talking to them about social media, make sure you Google yourself. Make sure you know what's going on. And then also, uh, search in your social media site as well. So uh, can you talk about the importance of social media in your branding as well, or do you think that they only need the website? Oh, they need definitely social media. Social media has made it faster and easier now than ever for people to go online. This is the way, especially millennials, this is the way we communicate. We go online, we share our world, we share what is happening in our lives. Um, as a generation, a part of a generation that's grown up with these gadgets and gizmos and platforms, it's just a part of me and my generation, so it definitely is an integral part of the time that we live in. So social media is definitely important, but you don't have to be everywhere. For me, I when I was in college, I hated social media. I said, I will never get a Facebook. I'll never do Twitter. I always said, I was like, oh, I'm not going on Instagram. And this was prior to feeling that entrepreneurial spirit. Really, slowly but surely, I definitely became a Facebook addict. And I was on it probably a couple of, maybe two years after it came out. So I was definitely probably an early adapter on Facebook, but I didn't um, know that term at the time. And I didn't know it was going to be this huge thing that it is now. But you definitely want to participate in the online space. But be in the places where it makes more sense for you to be. If if you are in the corporate space, you definitely, most definitely need to be on LinkedIn. If you are an online digital marketer, you definitely need to find the social media platforms that work best for for your brand and your business. You don't have to be everywhere. You just want to be very strategic and calculated about where you actually are. And you want to go where your audience is. You don't have to do – because a lot of people I talk to get very overwhelmed with social media. The thing is you don't have to be overwhelmed. You just have to be strategic and and think about where your audience is and then base it on that. You don't have to do everything. You can go to a couple of places, and then eventually I always suggest hire it out. Find someone who absolutely loves to do what you don't like to do and let them operate in their highest capacity of excellence. Shade, you know, I'm one of those people that I, I get very overwhelmed with social media and I have gotten down to a path that I really just choose to use Facebook and Akina's our social media guru. My personal page, I'm only on Facebook. I'm not really anywhere else. And I know that some people like to be everywhere, and some people like to dominate and, and really pick one area. You know, what do you recommend for somebody if they are like me and they really just say, hey, you know what, I just can't handle Instagram and Twitter, Google+, Plus. there's too many things to follow, you know, and I really want to choose one. What's the best way they can make an informed choice and be intentional, excuse me, intentional on what platform that they choose to use? 
looking up, I look up what the in the purpose of that platform is. Know the you have to like they say, when in Rome, you have to act like a Roman. So you need to act like a Facebooker if you're on Facebook or a LinkedIner if you're on that platform. So know where you are and the purpose and the function and the format of that particular platform and see if it works for you. I have a client that um, she, I love Periscope. I love live streaming. She doesn't like it. She hates Periscope, but she absolutely loves Facebook and YouTube. And she does extremely well on those platforms. Her videos go semi-viral. She gets so much visibility and even clients from YouTube videos. So my, my suggestion to her is don't fix what's not broken. Don't, we're not going to go to a new platform if this is what is working for you right now. So go to the places that work well for your business and your brand. Consider expanding and, and exploring new options, but Work what is working for you. But understand that because of just this information overload society that we live in, there may be a time where the platforms that you are no longer are relevant. This could have been a conversation we could have had maybe 10, 10 or 15 years ago about MySpace. MySpace is the wave of the future. So now MySpace, time for MySpace has sold the business. So you want to make sure that you do keep up with the times and find out what's going on just in case there is a shift in your industry. But if it's currently working for you, don't, you know, don't try to mess up a good thing, I would say. If it's not working for you, then if, if there's an issue and Facebook is not working for you, then look for other opportunities and options. But definitely do your research. There are great infographics on Pinterest that give you the outlines and the numbers of each platform. Facebook has the largest um, largest amount of users. We have Facebook with over a billion users. YouTube is, is number two on that list. And then we have the other platforms that have hundreds of millions of people. And then you have like the smaller platforms like a, a Periscope, which is really popular and trending with over two, what is it, 25 million people and counting on it with 100,000 people getting on every single day. So there are the more established platforms like a Facebook, but then you have the emerging platforms that are giving people opportunities like none other. And being some of the most the earlier people on it, we're seeing, based on the projections and the trends of previous platforms, the earlier people who, who come to the platform before it explodes have an opportunity to build their fan base like no other. They have an opportunity to connect with each other because when you're new, when you are but so many people on a platform, basically everyone knows everyone. So it gives them to build community, and it also gives them a pop, uh, opportunity to increase their their popularity really quickly, exponentially. And that is exactly what happened on Periscope. Um, I know this, there was talk about that on YouTube and Twitter. So people are looking at the social media trends and just looking for opportunities in which they can benefit if there's a new platform that does arise. Wow, Shade, that makes so much sense. You know, a lot of people don't know that they really need to know their statistics like that. You know, they need to know their avatar. They need to know their speech. And that is part of your of the branding process. Now, can you give us some nuggets on what people need to know that they may not know that they need to know about uh, branding? You know, those little sneak tips, things that people don't really think is part of branding. 
the number one thing is, um, well, this is one of the many things. It's not just your visual brand. A lot of people think, oh, it's just a logo, just your website, just the colors that you choose, or a brand mood board. We go on Pinterest, oh, this is what I want my brand to look like. No, it's actually an experience. Branding is really about an experience that you are creating for others, not even about you. It's an experience. It's a reflection of you, your emotions and feelings. When we think about major brands, we have an innate emotional response. It can be a positive response. It can be a negative response. Whether if I say Apple, you immediately have a response to that. Or Disney World, there's an there's a response that you have. It trigger the name of that brand triggers a response. So I I really want to encourage more of my my clients. We don't even talk about when I work with with clients. We don't initially even talk about visual branding because we I want to know about their clarity about who they are. These are the things the three things that I talk to them about who they are and how they want to show up in this world. Who they are designed and here to help your target audience. That is so important. So many people forget that piece, that their brand has to connect and resonate with people. And then the last one is what programs, products, and services offer to their audience. And that's based on who they are and who they want to serve. The products have to be based on your target audience because every product, program, and service is everyone, and that's the biggest one. Feeling like because they haven't been clear about their message, they haven't been clear about their product or their audience, they are deciding to talk to everyone and anyone who's willing to listen. And it really keeps a lot of people stuck because I hear I hear it almost almost weekly. I can serve everyone. Oh, my, my product, everyone can love my product. Everyone will like my product. Even Apple doesn't market to everyone and anyone. And I tell them, I tell people that all the time, and they feel like they're very nervous um, by niching down and narrowing down their audience. And I say, you have to understand, people have to resonate with your message because, like I said before, branding is really about an emotional experience. And if you can't tap into one particular person's emotional experience, your your brand is not going to resonate with them. And it's a it's a juggle. It's a, it's a stretch for a lot of my clients. You have to push them like you cannot say you want to help everybody and anyone because you don't. You have to be very specific and intentional. So those are my top three, not knowing knowing who you are and how you're going to serve this world, knowing your target audience, and then knowing the products, programs, and services that they want. Oh, that's some great advice, Sade. You know, I personally don't think that a branding conversation is really complete without talking about sending mixed signals um, really through your social media platform. And we've had a lot of um, times where we've looked at people who have asked us, can I be on your show? And we'll look them up and they have the credentials, they have the background, and they're experts in their field. But when we look at their social media, they're sending mixed signals and they have posts that don't align with their values of who they say they are or really they have things that they've maybe shared things that, you know, for me as a business owner, I said, well, this is not appropriate. I don't want to align myself with this. And then, right, appropriate is, is subjective, but in the same sense, you know, there's certain things that, you know, you, you should do and shouldn't do. 
on social media. Can you know for anyone listening in tonight? Do you have any advice on what are the should and should not do's, and and really how do you avoid sending mixed signals? Social media, I mean, there is a delete button, but the things you put out in on the internet last. They last beyond you, and they're they are a representation of your brand. Um, recently, last week there was the Oscars, and I think it was True Beauty, the Twitter account. They mistook. Um, Oprah, or they, they thought it was Oprah, but it was actually Whoopi Goldberg, and they had a huge branding disaster on their platform, and they instantly deleted the tweet. However, in the Twitterverse, in this online space, that mistake still lives on. So it's extremely important for people to be cognizant of what they put out there before they pre- press that button, that submit button or the send button, whether it's an email, a tweet, a Facebook post, so many people have lost jobs and opportunities because of crazy things that they've said online. So my rule of thumb is if I don't want my mother to see it, I'm not going to put it out there. If I'm not okay with her knowing what I'm saying or doing, I won't put it out there. That's just my rule of thumb. And I really want people to really be cognizant of their brands that they're putting out there. There are plenty of things that I may look at on social media, but I don't necessarily have to like it or let other people know that I'm looking at it, because it's, especially if it's off-brand. And you have to be very cognizant of that. Um, some people, one way to get around this is, and still not a, a perfect way, is to have separate accounts. You have your business account and you have your personal account. If there are certain things that you want to share with your friends, you share that on your personal account versus your business account. However, with this online space, there's a lot of that that's becoming it's a lot of overlap. Before you you know, I would have mostly friends and people I colleagues on my Facebook, but now I also have potential clients and people I've done business with in the past. So you really have to be cognizant of what you're putting out there. Um I would even say even in a sensitive time as it is now, especially with elections. This is going to be a really interesting time to see what people are putting out there. And some people are putting some really crazy things out there, which is really not aligning with the brand that they put out. So we'll we'll be seeing this happen more often. It happens all the time, but we'll definitely be seeing this happen even more in the upcoming months. So I would say just be cognizant and really think before you press the button. Awesome, Sade. You know, you have dropped so many nuggets today, and I want to thank you so much, and I want also for you to tell people where to find you if they didn't get enough of these subjects. No problem. So you can find me on my website at Sade, spelled like shade, like my name, S-H-A-D-E-Y-A-D-U.com. I am also on multiple platforms at this point. You can find me on Periscope at Shade Yabrago. It's spelled like S-H-A-D-E-Y-A-A-B-I-R-A-G-O. You can also find me under that handle on Instagram. Find me under that handle on Twitter. Blab, I believe also Meerkat, Anchor, (laughs) Facebook, you can find me under my name. I'm on just about all the platforms now, as many as as I can possibly handle, because I realized how powerful social media is, and I didn't want to miss out. So once you get in the game, get in the game. 
So that's a lot of social. Um, but I absolutely discourage everyone to connect with Shade because I know she is really an expert in the field. And um, thank you so much for sharing with us some of the wisdom that you've garnered over your years of professional experience. Thank you for having me. I also forgot LinkedIn, too. I'm there, too. <laughs> Keep your LinkedIn's together. Awesome, awesome. Well, Keen, is there anything you want to add before we close down our call tonight? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, thank you so much, Sade. You have been so wonderful and gracious with all your wonderful information. And I want everyone to follow you and especially be part of your International Women's Day uh, event, correct? Yes, that's right. So this month of March is Women's History Month. I'm really excited about that. And we're honoring and celebrating women all year all month long. In addition to that, on the actual day is March 8th, is International Women's Day, and it's just a day that the world celebrates women. Whether you're a married woman or a mother, you're just a woman, you get celebrated on that day, so I really appreciate it. And in honor of that, I've decided to help organize International Women's Day Live, which will be a live streaming event for women who enjoy live streaming platforms, and we're going to be going from March 7th through March 8th so we can get the entire day throughout the, around the world um, to be celebrated. So more information about that, you can go to internationalwomensday.live, internationalwomensday.live, and Dr. Finch is going to be one of the speakers for that event, so I'm really excited. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Sade. You know, I always appreciate it. And if Sade said something tonight that resonated with you, please find this podcast on changingmindsonline.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Tuned In, and, of course, our YouTube channel. Well, thank you again, Sade, for, for being on our call. I always like to end our call the same way and just let our audience know that, you know, we love you. We're so grateful for you. Thank you for being part of our journey. And God bless. Make it a really powerful week. And we will be with you on Sunday for our Empowering Women series. Have a great night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night.